0: Welcome in. What's right with Nick Right? Episode 204, our first episode of 2024. And we have a ton to do. We are uh, We have finished. We have passed through the NFL's penultimate weekend. We are going in to the final weekend of the year. We have a college football championship game set. We have resolutions to do. So much to do. Damante will join us in just a moment. Before that, though, here will DeMonte join us right now. But before we hear from him, here is what missed the cut. On today's show, not on today's show, the Pistons snapping their 28 game losing streak. Mike Tomlin above 500 for the 17th straight year. And Michigan and Washington headed to the college football playoff final. The reason we're not going to spend a lot of time on that is because we haven't spent hardly any time on college football on this show. So I don't want to parachute in right before the national championship game. I thought the Michigan-Alabama game last night was thrilling theater. I thought Washington was going to lose last night in the most excruciating fashion possible. If you didn't stay up late to watch that game just quickly on it, Washington is up 6. They 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 have handled the entire second half thanks to some Texas fumbles. Washington is up 6 with uh 55 or 58 seconds to go on a third down. Texas is out of timeouts. So they're going to run the ball, take the clock down, punt with about 20 seconds remaining, and then Texas is going to have to go the length of the field in 15 seconds. The Washington running back gets injured on the play. No mistake, no penalty, no fumble, but gets injured. So there's an automatic timeout, which then gives Texas an extra 40 seconds, which they make the most of, and get it in the red zone with a few shots at the end zone, including a pass to the end zone with one second on the clock that gets broken up. But the right team won that game. The right teams are in the national championship game. Washington, which has been the story of the college football season, and Michigan start to finish, which has been the best team of the college football season. We will see that in a week. For more coverage on that game, watch or listen to any of the shows that have been talking college football all year. We're going to stick with the NFL. Demonze, what are we starting with?
1: We're starting with my Ravens, man. Um Your So they Ravens. locked up the one seed with a dominant yep. win over the Miami Dolphins. And yep. Lamar is now a heavy favorite to win MVP. Um, so it's you're saying at this point, if the Ravens don't win a Super Bowl, that Lamar is just the NFL's version of James Harden. Okay, well, like uh, that's something. not
0: quite what I've said. That's not quite what I've said, but go ahead and finish the question, and then I will explain exactly well, what I've said.
1: I was going to ask you if you are willing to bet on that, but the follow-up is, uh, if he does end up making a deep playoff push and wins a Super Bowl, will he just become the NFL's version of Jokic?
0: Where the best player I guess player it's alive. not
1: continuous MVPs, but, you know.
0: the No, 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 but still, okay. I want to make this very clear. I am not saying that if the Ravens, any result other than winning the Super Bowl is going to mar Lamar Jackson's season. I am saying one very specific result will mar the season, and that's one and done in the playoffs and another bad playoff game by Lamar. That is the scenario that I think the Harden comps fair... like. We don't like the Harden-Lamar comp because one guy is wildly respected, the other guy is considered a quitter and a clown. One guy has near universal approval rating; the other guy has essentially no fans left. One guy seems to, uh, in James's case, have the big moments freak him out, and Lamar just hasn't played well. So I'm not, I am not comparing them. As athletes or people, what I am saying is, if Lamar gets a second MVP, and then for the second time in a year he wins MVP, his team is the one seed, and in that playoff game, they lose their first playoff game, and he plays poorly, the Lamar Jackson regular season phenom playoff flaker which is what James Harden is those comps will be there so I don't think like there let's look at every other Ravens scenario they win their first playoff game Lamar plays well and then in the AFC title game they lose to the Chiefs and Mahomes no one's killing Lamar or if they make the Super Bowl and lose no one's killing Lamar they, they, the You win, Stamonze. They might feel like ah, a bit of a missed opportunity. But I, even Chiefs, though the Chiefs Bowl, look vulnerable. Losing in the
1: Super Bowl is fine. But I think to the Chiefs. I'm not trying to down talk. But I, I do think that would be a disappointment given how the season is gone. If the it, Ravens were to go out here, there and lose to the Chiefs.
0: but you've got to, But you have to recognize in that world, the Chiefs aren't the team that people are looking at them as right now. They will be, been a team that just won three straight playoff games and made another Super Bowl. They're fourth in five years. In that scenario, no one's looking at the Chiefs like, ah, this crummy Chiefs team. They're like, oh, my God. The, if the Ravens lose to the Chiefs in the AFC title game, it's not going to be about, oh, my God, gag job. It's going to be about the bleeping Chiefs, man. You, right. Even this year, you couldn't kill them. You you follow me there, that's, and I know fair. people are I like, and so the and if they if the Ravens make the Super Bowl and they lose, nobody killed Joe Burrow for that. They anointed rightfully so Joe Burrow for that exact scenario, making the Super Bowl and losing. But if Lamar plays poorly and the Ravens are in a weird spot, like let me ask you this, Demonze, would you play Lamar in Week 18 against Pittsburgh?
1: They so have the number was... one
0: seed locked up.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about this. There's no, there's no uh, cons to losing, right? Like if we lose, th- everything's secured, everything's locked up. Yeah, no. Every, you're no. the
0: one seed, no matter what.
1: No, I don't think there's any. I don't think a couple of guys should play, to be honest. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hot Lamar.
0: <laughs> so, I think that's correct, and I think that's what they'll do. All, but the here is the potential con: you are rolling. You just came off, probably, your two best, most dominant games, not just of the season, maybe of Lamar's career. The Niners win in San Francisco, and then the evisceration, more touchdown passes than incompletions. By the way, that's the third time in Lamar's career. He has had a perfect passer rating and more touchdown passes than incomplete passes. Really unbelievable. When he's rolling... He his his A plus. He is the only guy who's on eye level with Mahomes. Of you get their one hundred out of one hundred game, Lamar's the only quarterback I think in the league that if Mahomes plays his apex game, might not beat him. Yeah, like people tried to say that was Josh Allen, but we saw Josh Allen play his apex game against Mahomes mm, in that right. playoff game. Mahomes won. <laughs> Uh L- L- Lamar's Apex game is just so when he's hitting from a, a passing perspective threat, and still has exactly. So the so, uh, sorry I interrupted myself. Oh, I was saying about how they're rolling. So he has the right. Niners game then this perfect game against Miami. You now are in a situation where that game against Miami was December 31st and his next game he plays in would be January twentieth or twenty first. So That's you're saying concern. to keep
1: like the legs fresh, and just like repetition, well, kinda.
0: No, I'm saying I would sit it. I'm agreeing with you, but I am saying it is not without some nervousness. Right. Okay. Of it's not just one week off because you have the actual buy; it's two weeks off. Like, if you had locked up the two seed and you have to play wildcard weekend, it's a no-brainer to rest guys. The Chiefs have locked up the three seed, and I want them to sit everyone that matters. Throw that game away. They can't be anything but the three. Give yourself a week off. The two weeks off thing gets a little tricky. And by the way, the Niners are in this same spot uh, where they have the bye locked up, are they going to play their guys in round you know in week 18. So the now to the flip side of this conversation. If the Ravens go on and win the Super Bowl, does Lamar get to uh be called the best player in the league? It would be fair. Now I and I think some others will still th- say if Patrick Mahomes is in his prime, he is perpetually the best player in the league. Uh but Similar to when LeBron was in his prime, but Steph won an MVP and a championship, some people the next year said he's the best player. And it even if you disagree with it, it's not an outrageous take. It is yeah. not at all outrageous if you come out of this year, if Lamar wins everything, and it's not like he came out of nowhere, he's won an MVP before, and then say... He's the guy. But that's why there's so much. Go ahead.
1: uh, I mean, if you want to continue on that. But with all that said, do you think that there's any more pressure on anybody than Lamar Jackson in the league to win the Super Bowl this year?
0: No. Well, there might be more pressure on the Niners to win the Super Bowl because they've been banging on the door. There's more pressure on Lamar to have a great playoff game. Lamar's played in four playoff games. Here are his passing numbers. Game one, 14 of 29, two touchdowns, one pick, a 79 rating. Game two, 31 of 59, one touchdown, two picks, a 63 rating. Game three, 17 of 24, uh, 179 yards, Zero touchdowns, one pick, a 75 rating. They won that one. Game four, that was game three. I might have misspoke. Game four, 14 of 24, zero touchdowns, one pick, a 61 rating. His team's points in those games, 17, 12, 20, and three. So we are 0 for 4 on quality playoff games. That's why it is incumbent on him to play well, and I'm not trying to right. like. I'm there's no extra pressure. It's just the reality of it. No now people bring up they've ben,
1: never even been there before. You got to get there. Say maybe what do you? I mean? mean, I was just saying no pressure. They haven't been to the Super Bowl before with Lamar Jackson.
0: Oh so yeah, like but they've obviously I been feel to feel the like playoffs three more, times.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I'm yeah. About, I'm just talking about that first playoff game. If Lamar no, plays yeah. great coming off the bye I, and his, he makes his first conference championship game, he's almost free rolling. Just a little context real quick. Because pre- people bring up Peyton Manning because he struggled throughout his playoff career. And Peyton's first three playoff games, zero touchdowns, zero picks, a 62 rating. One touchdown, zero picks, an 82 rating. Zero touchdowns, two picks, a 31 rating. Those are his first three playoff games, all three losses. The problem, though, is Peyton's fourth playoff game, five touchdowns, zero picks, a perfect rating. His fifth playoff game, three touchdowns, zero picks, a 139 rating. And then the sixth was against the Patriots. He played poorly again. And when they won the Super Bowl, he actually wasn't great in any of those playoff games when he won his first Super Bowl. The point is, yes, Peyton struggled early, but he also, his fourth and fifth career playoff games was objectively awesome. And right. then struggled again later. Lamar's yet to have one of those. All right, next.
1: All right, this time last year, the Chiefs and the Eagles were the one seed. Uh, now Philly is doing pretty bad, losing four of their last five games, including last week to the Cardinals. Uh, last time Kansas City beat a starting quarterback was two in the Dolphins in November. Uh, who do you think is better positioned to overcome their uh, slump and make it to the super and make a Super Bowl push?
0: Well, listen. Everybody knows I'm going to say Kansas City here, but I don't even want to spend time on the Chiefs right now. The people know where I stand on that. Uh, we'll see if I end up being right. The Eagles are cooked. They're finished, and finished. the the they're absolutely finished. They they have a bottom five defense in the NFL. The way people, I will say this about the Chiefs: the Chiefs right now have the number seven offense in the league and from a yards perspective and number 12 in a points perspective and the way people talk about the chiefs offense as if it's just awful and irredeemable is the way the Eagles defense actually is. The, the Chiefs have a good but not great offense that we're used to being the best, and so it's jarring. The Eagles' defense, just let Kyler cook him up doing whatever he wanted, let Drew Locke beat him, Purdy played a perfect game, Dak played a perfect game, they almost lost to Tyrod Taylor, like, I... This idea that the Eagles, because they had Giants, Cardinals, Giants to finish the year, and everybody was like, oh, okay, no matter how bad they are, they'll be 3-0, and they're going to be the two seed. And I kept saying, they can lose to anyone. When your defense is that bad, you can lose to anyone. And then you add to it, that offense ain't that great right now. And the short-term concern is the defense is cooked. The medium-term concern is your coach might just be a bit of a front-runner and not really know how to deal with adversity. When things are going good, he's mother-effing Chiefs fans and mean-mugging the camera and doing all this foolish, childish bullshit. But when God, things really aren't going well, you, <laughs> I, I mean, I just wouldn't like it if with this podcast— you and I comported ourselves like Jalen Hurts and Jason Kelsey, and then Gabe, who runs Blue Duck, the <laughs> company that produces it, was out here giving quotes like to the, the trade publications, like, "Oh, we, we got the best podcast team in the world. We go in your house and beat the shit out." Of-. I just would, I'd be like, Gabe, this isn't who we're trying to be. And 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 Jalen Hurts and Jason Kelsey are consummate pros, and Sirianni is. He's got his, you know, his bodyguard are on the sideline I don't shoving know, folks. Know, dude. But Jalen Hurst's got
1: to cut it out with inspirational quotes. But go ahead.
0: Those okay, but it, well, well, but he is. The, well, so let me finish what I was saying though. Short term concern: defense is terrible. Medium term concern: Can your coach lead from behind? Long term concern, and this is the one you just got to kind of whisper did they pay the aberration year in regards to Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts, in his college career, did not look like an NFL franchise quarterback. Jalen Hurts, his first two years in the NFL, did not look like an NFL franchise quarterback. Jalen Hurts, this year, has not looked like an NFL franchise quarterback. And I guess I shouldn't say look you know what because, what? What's that?
1: Recency bias, the old recency what? bias. Poking out on the What's what? Right podcast.
0: How so? How is it recency? I mean, biased? I feel
1: like just the lot. I guess it's if you want to say it's the last few games last season. I, I think we need more. Let's let's see what he does in the playoffs before we they, start calling him a
0: non. Well, you're not going to have a lot team. of time because they're yeah, not going to last the playoffs off the, thanks and to the defense. And he started Look, off the
1: season a little banged up, didn't he? Like he's come on. Well, you know.
0: so okay, so listen, this is why I said you have to whisper it. Let me just let me finish my point. <laughs> Jalen Hurts post high school has had one year that he looked like a he was either going to be or already was a top flight NFL quarterback. It was last year, and they gave him the contract to go along with it. Now I supported that. I thought the way he played in the Super Bowl was out of this world. The way he conducts himself, how tough he is, all of that stuff. But if you're Philly, there's a little nervousness that lat- that it wasn't it's not recency bias right now that's happening. Last year was an outlier season. And who he is is a pretty good quarterback. Pretty good, but not great. And they, they have paid him now like he's great. That is the long-term concern. Now, I don't think injuries are an excuse. I think injuries are often an explanation. I don't like when people are like, oh, don't use injuries as an excuse. It's like it's not an excuse. It's an explanation. And I do think he's hurt, which then brings me back to Sirianni. Stop having 40% of your offense be your injured franchise quarterback lowering his shoulder, or doing the tush push. And these people that are like, oh, the tush push, the way they do it is safe. Okay, Maybe it's safe, but here's what I know. I To steal a line from Kevin Wilds, Demons, if Demonse had a banged up knee that he was wearing a brace on and he went to go to his doctor's appointment, the doctor's like, well, what have you been doing? It's like, well, my regular stuff plus... Four or five times a week, I collect uh, 20 of the biggest, strongest people I know, and I run into the middle of them and have them all push me from different directions. I don't think the doctor would be like, okay, smart. That's the quickest way to get healthy. you like, keep doing that. (laughs) That's a good part of your rehab. And so even if it's not uh, uh, incredibly dangerous, it isn't the fastest way to get a healthy knee. And so I... The when a quarterback is hurt, some typically you would like to see the team protect him a bit. They don't do that in Philly, and so I don't know, but I do know this Philly is drawing dead to win multiple playoff games. Maybe they go on the road and beat the NFC South winner. Maybe. But then after that, they will either be in San Francisco, in Dallas, or in Detroit. Those are the only three possible round two options for a team that's going to be the five seed. And they will get cooked. That defense will get cooked on the road against Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, or Kyle Shanahan's offense. See what I did there? I did quarterback, Mm -hmm. quarterback, Kyle Shanahan offense. All right, next. Um, all
1: right, the, NFC, the NFL season is wrapping up this Sunday night with the Bills playing the Dolphins. Uh, Buffalo has a, like some weird scenario where they could be the two seed or be
0: dropped out of the playoffs completely. Uh, so let me th- explain that scenario real quick. It's very right. simple. If the Jags beat the Titans, and if Pittsburgh beats Baltimore, which sounds really hard, but then you realize Bal- Lamar's probably not playing. And Baltimore's resting people. So if the Jags win and the Steelers win, the Bills go into the final game of the year with two possible outcomes. The two-seed or miss the playoffs. That's it. Which is just a perfect microcosm for the Buffalo Bills. Either you're in great shape and a huge threat or you finish in 15th place in the NFL. Go ahead. All right,
1: so the, the Dolphins are banged up in the Bills, as you just explained, or the Bills. Uh, which team do you think will have a better set of excuses when they get bounced out of the first round of the playoffs?
0: Well, I don't think the Bills are making the playoffs. Okay. And the now some of that, again, I for that to be correct, the Jags and Steelers both have to win. If, the, if it doesn't go that way, then the Bills can make the playoffs with a loss. But yeah. I... I think that is going to happen and I don't think the Bills are going to beat Miami. It as it, I sometimes I do wonder are people watching the games? Did, have, did be so last week we saw Josh Allen and the Bills play Easton Stick and Gift Smith and need a last second field goal to win. This yeah. week we saw the Patriots self-immolate in the first 20 minutes of this game. Four turnovers inside their own 30, including a pick six. And despite that, it's a six-point game the entire fourth quarter. The Bills almost lost to Bailey Zappi with with four turnovers. So the (laughs) idea that the Bills, like people are like, oh, the Bills are coming on strong. No, they're not. And here's the other thing. During this winning streak, it's four games, DeMonzay. How many passing touchdowns do you think Josh Allen has in these four in this four-game winning streak? Give it a guess. Uh, call it 6? 7? 3. But How many Jesus passing Josh. yards do you think he has in this four games? So obviously 300 a game Three would touch? be 1200. Right. Uh, a, a 250 a game would be 1000. How many passing yards do you think he has in the four-game winning streak? Uh, call it six, 700, six, seven. Seven, 733, 180 yards a game, three touchdowns, three picks, 180 yards, a game with 75 rating.
1: He's not slayer. exactly
0: coming on strong. Uh, and Stefan Diggs has been MIA. And so listen, Miami, Jeez. their Super Bowl hopes took a kill shot this weekend against the Ravens because of the defensive injuries. Xavier Howard and Bradley Chubb being carted off—that's just worst-case scenario. But so, I apps—I go ahead, Demanze.
1: With everything you just said, Miami's still a three-point home dog after they were destroyed by the Ravens. Yeah, Vegas. Listen, man. Vegas. Yeah. Do you think, listen,
0: man, it's, yeah, do you you think it's more the, of the bills, bills bias the or is, public okay. can't quit the Bills? All right. I mean, the Bills were 13-point favorites over Easton Stick. They won on a last-second field goal. They were 14-point favorites against Bailey Zappi. The Patriots had four turnovers instantly, and they won by six. Like, the the fading the Bills has been good business so far this year. All right, let's move on.
1: All right, the Bears are locked into the number 1 pick after the Panthers picked up their 14th loss. Chicago has won four of their last five, and Justin Fields is definitely making his case to stay on the team. But, obviously, Caleb Williams is in the draft, and we know how you feel about that guy. Does Chicago have a difficult decision ahead of them? What would you do? I'm not going to lie, man. I would draft two wide receivers. I'm sorry about so, that.
0: But not, but not number one. You'd trade two, the pick, Two right? offensive
1: positions, either something on the O-line, and with a wide receiver, just something to cater to Justin Fields. Because I do think there's something there. I think he's got the he's got the bones.
0: So listen, there is an argument to be made that if you have the number one pick of your Chicago, you call New England, who's gonna have the number three pick, and you say, We'll trade you the number one pick for the third pick and a future first rounder and something else and see if they'll do it. And you draft Marvin Harrison, you get extra draft capital. You roll with Justin Fields. I don't think you can do that. I with Caleb, they got the, in the first
1: draft. and the tenth pick though, right? Like not, yeah. They've got to, right.
0: Yeah, uh, but my point is, if you're not going to draft Caleb, you can you can get multiple first round picks for it. Staying at one and not drafting a quarterback is not a, a, an option. It's either okay. you draft the quarterback or you trade it to a team that will give you the type of deal Carolina gave uh the Bears last year, which really? is what they did last year and you get all the extra draft capital, right? So that those are your two the two doors you can walk through. Because Justin listen, he's looked good lately. But you're about to have to pay him and Caleb to me is a transcendent guy. And you can get something for Justin. Like, would, let's use New England again, would New England give you the 35th pick, the third pick of the second round for Justin? I think so. And then you can start on the rookie quarterback contract clock, all of it. If it wasn't to me such a transcendent prospect in Caleb, then I would. New England's the it.
1: same team that didn't want Lamar Jackson last year. Um, you're saying that Justin Fields is eventually going to have to be paid. I get Lamar's contract's probably a little bit higher, but they seem to be well. Then stupid. Atlanta. Uh, well, They're
0: all those listen. Started. All those teams that passed on Lamar, someone's going to trade for Justin Fields. Atlanta, maybe someone's going to trade for him, and someone's going to pay him. The Lamar thing's almost in its own box. It was so clear and obvious collusion amongst the owners, and we just all pretend like it's not. I mean, that's clearly right. what it was. But I personally. I would draft Caleb and I'd feel great about it. And if you're Ryan Poles in Chicago, can you, for two consecutive drafts, have the number one pick and in two consecutive drafts pass on taking a quarterback? I don't think you can. Now, people look at it. They're like, oh, wow. Well, Bryce wouldn't have worked. Yeah, but CJ would have. Number one pick, you can take whoever you want. You know what I mean? Like, they could have stayed there and drafted CJ. Instead, they traded back, and it worked out great. They got the number one overall pick again. I don't think you can do that again. All right, quick break. Right back. What's right? What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. With Factors, delicious, ready to eat meals you will be eating stress free this spring. Each meal is chef crafted, fresh, and dietitian approved. More importantly, they are never frozen and ready to eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including Calorie Smart keto protein plus or vegan and veggie also discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast on the go lunch snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled up all day long try meals with premium ingredients like filet mignon truffle butter and shrimp restaurant quality food that you do not have to prep cook or clean up delivered right to your doorstep and if you need to change your deliveries you can pause or reschedule whenever you like factor is your solution for fast and premium meals also for the month of april factor is celebrating earth day all month long look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals so what are you waiting for? Head to Factormeals.com slash 50 and use code NickWright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code NickWright50 at Factormeals.com slash 50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next. Fuel up fast, eat better, and get back to what you love doing this spring with Factor. Welcome back in What's Right with Nick ride episode 204, and this episode is brought to you by U.S. Bank. Winter can be a drag, thankfully. We have sports to get us through the early part of the year, and if you ask me, nothing goes together quite like food and sports, especially this time of year. We've got NFL playoffs and pro hoops. I may be on my couch until, you know, the spring hits, and the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa signature card provides the perfect way to earn rewards. Whether you're watching your team with other super fans at a local restaurant or in the comfort of your living room. Earn four times the points when you dine out or have food delivered. Maybe order a big pizza, watch the game on the big screen TV you got, or... And you can earn two times points at grocery stores, which is great if you're making some chili to stay warm before the weather changes. If you're willing to brave the elements, you can even get to the game, and that can be rewarding as well. You'll earn two times as many points at gas stations and EV charging stations. Go to usbank.com slash Altitude Go to learn more about how you can earn 20,000 bonus points worth 200 bucks if you spend $1,000 in the first 90 days of opening your account. Score big with the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa signature card. Visit USBank.com altitude go to apply and live every day your way. Limited time. Offer the creditor and issuer of this card is US Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from VC USA Incorporated. Some restrictions may apply. All right, Damonze, let's get to the let's get back to the show. Before we do rights resolutions, we got a Russell Wilson topic.
1: We got a Russell Wilson topic. We missed a lot in the two weeks that we weren't here. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. Russell Wilson was benched. And all signs are pointing towards him Classic being
0: Classic category two <laughs> opinion by me. Where's your guys' sizzle reel? Uh, remember how when I get something wrong, you guys put together these fun videos of me being wrong repeatedly. And it so rarely happens. I don't know how you guys have it. Where's all the tape? Of all the time, you were like, so are you going to give Russell Wilson his flowers? Are you ready to admit he's playing well? Here's <laughs> Russell Wilson's number. Here's Mahomes' numbers. Oh, are you are you scared of the Broncos? Where's all that? Wait. I told wait, you guys, wait, wait, watch hold, the hold. games.
1: Hold on. But isn't Russell what? Wilson like the one thing that they kind of had going for him? I didn't think he was playing poorly. Well,
0: well that's interesting because <laughs> he's not playing for the team anymore. That's a really interesting take because they're about to cut him and they just benched him. Uh, so, uh, you know what, maybe it was actually that it, it wasn't as simple as, here's his touchdown-interception ratio, guys. I told you all that Russell Wilson was playing a selfish brand of football. And people were like, what does that even mean, Nick? How can you do it? And the point I was making, because I watched the games, was Russell Wilson was protecting his Personal numbers to the detriment of the team and taking sacks he shouldn't take, checking the ball down when he needed to push it down the field, and it was odd watching him play this way. And then we find out that right around the time he started doing it, the team went to him and said, we're going to cut your ass this offseason if you don't agree to change your contract, and you know what that might lead someone to do? Protect their numbers. If all of a sudden we told Demonze, hey, buddy, you're fired in a month off the podcast, you know what Demonze might do? Demonze might all of a sudden start firing off takes He's like I got to create a highlight reel of my takes. I got to do something. I don't care if it's good for the show or not. I'm going to tell Nick he's full of ass. I'm going to do these things cuz I got to worry about number 1. That's what was happening. I saw it because I'm watching the games. But all right, that's my own little victory lap. Go ahead.
1: Sean Payton. Uh, wait, do you still are we going to Rice resolutions? or cuz like No, I no, no. Like, keep going. Uh, okay. Uh, Who is bright who's future is brighter in Denver? Uh Russ or Sean Payton? I mean,
0: uh, I mean, well, Russ has no future in Denver. I I don't know if Sean Payton's is that bright, but it's brighter than Russ is in Denver. The interesting question is, where's Russ going to play next year? Right. Where's Russell Wilson going to play next year? If if Belichick stays, I could see New England. If Belichick stays, I could see New England being an interesting fit. Wow. Uh, if Belichick, they you know if they they draft Marvin Harrison, that defense kicks ass. I, I could see that being an interesting fit, and I could see that semi working. Other like, this is a tough one, man. What is the team that is going to want to get in the Russell Wilson business? Let's just go through them. The Dolphins, obviously not. The Bills, obviously not. The Jets. He would make a ton of sense to come in and be Aaron Rodgers' quote backup unquote, but there Rodgers would never allow it. So that's not an option.
1: Russell, Russell Wilson would want to go in as a backup.
0: Well, okay. here's my let's just let's let's find the team. So the Patriots, the Ravens, obviously not. The Browns, no, they're tied to Deshaun. The Steelers, The Steelers. That's a yeah. maybe. So now we're at two. The Bengals, obviously not correct? The Jags know. The Colts know they drafted their guy. The Texans know. The Titans drafted their guy in Levis. They at least want to see it. The Chiefs know. The Broncos are getting rid of him. The Raiders? Maybe. But I don't would, you know, that's staying in the AFC West. The Chargers obviously know. So now we have three I'm maybes, like, right? Yeah. Or no, I'm just going team, but I'm going down the whole list, all right? The Cowboys obviously know. The Eagles obviously know. The Giants, it wouldn't be a bad idea, but they owe Daniel Jones money next year. They're giving him another chance, so they're a no. The Commanders, Demonze, are going to draft a quarterback.
1: Oh yeah, that seems. Inc- yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? That seems incredibly obvious. So let's assume they're drafting a quarterback, right? The Lions obviously know. The Packers obviously know. The Vikings. It looks like Cousins is coming back. He's out there beating the drum doing skull with the shirt off. He's probably, So let's assume he's back. The Bears obviously know. Okay? The Bucks are going to bring back Baker. The Saints have said they're going to bring back Carr. The Falcons, maybe. Now we're at four maybes. The Panthers are rolling with Bryce. The Niners have Purdy. The Rams have Stafford. Seattle has Geno and they already did it. Arizona is either drafting a quarterback or keeping Kyler. Okay, so that's four maybes. But here's the problem: some of those maybes are going to draft a quarterback, right? So we are the the idea that Russell Wilson might have to be a backup is not crazy. There's not going to like we said it just Atlanta, crazy. <laughs> but right? But we said Atlanta. Atlanta could draft a quarterback, could trade for Justin Fields, right? Like, the there are, we're in a weird spot right now. There's not a lot of, now what Russell has going for him is this. Because of the way his contract is with Denver, next year and next year only, whatever someone pays him, Denver then doesn't have to pay him. So he's essentially going to be playing for free. So he'll get the same amount next year, whether he plays or he doesn't. Now he's going to play. But the reason I bring that up is he could, it would almost make sense for him to sign for as little money as possible because his take home money is the same. So what I'm describing is an offset. So let's just say Denver owed him 30 million bucks next year. If he signed for 5 million with a new team, then Denver only owes him 25 million. If he signed right. for 10 million, then Denver only owes him 20. Now I'm making those numbers up, but it's gonna be the same amount of money. So the smart thing would be I'll play More for the weapons. league minimum. Yeah, you know what I mean? Keep the cap in as low as possible. So he does have that going for him. But uh it is a unique spot. He's in a very precarious position right now. Uh and the Broncos got eight the, the biggest dead cap hit ever in NFL history was forty point five million. It was Matt Ryan. Number two was Tom Brady, forty point three million this offseason. Russell Wilson's is eighty five million dollars. It's gonna be thirty five million next year and fifty million the following year. All right, let's do the resolutions.
1: All right, we are doing rights resolutions. Um unfortunately we couldn't do this on the new year. Exactly. So you're going to tell teams or players their resolution for 2024. First off, we got your boys, uh, the Chiefs. If Kansas City wins the Super Bowl, they aren't set up for long-term success with how they are currently constructed. If you truly believe they are a dynasty, then what is their next move to extend it? The Chiefs' resolution should be.
0: To not have dumb Chiefs' questions asked on this show. Okay. If the preface of this question is, if they win the Super Bowl, they're not set up for long-term success. If they win the Super Bowl, guys, then they are more better set up for long-term success than any team may be, ever. If they win the Super Bowl when everything is broken on offense and they win it anyway... Because they have invested in their young defense, which is the number two defense in football, and betting on that their quarterback can make it all work, and they have the quarterback under contract and one of the best rookie wide receivers in football, then I think they're going to be just fine. The question should have been if the Chiefs go out in round one, how do they reboot things? But you guys, you guys, you guys fumbled the ball on that one, and I saw it in the rundown. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna let these guys have been trolling me on the Chiefs all year long. We not, it's not even in the show. They've won eight straight divisional titles. How about that? Seems like noteworthy. <laughs> Seems pretty impressive. Uh, NFC East had a different division winner for 20 straight no, years. Chiefs won eight years in a row. Not the, this year. May, uh, well, maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. What what if? Oh, maybe,
1: what if? What? <laughs> what you about to get your little map uh, out with the strings?
0: Oh, no, I'm just going to, listen, I understand, I apologize, I understand that back in 2019, that was so long ago, you weren't yet watching football regularly, but in 2019, Damase, the number one seed was the Baltimore Ravens, and where was the AFC title game held? Arrowhead Stadium, because the Ravens went out in round one. So the idea that Kansas City can't, can't still be hosting the Arrowhead Invitational, let's just wait and see. Let's just wait and see how it all plays out because there is a scenario and the scenario is quite simple where the Chiefs do have to go on the road these playoffs, but it's not for the AFC championship. The scenario is this, the, in round one, the Dolphins win and beat whoever is the seven seed. The Chiefs win, beating the six seed, and the Browns and Flacco beat the AFC South winner, and that would then mean round two is Chiefs. And no, these aren't. Demaze. I'm just saying the favorites win. These are not. The, the, the those will be the the two seed and the three seed are the favorites, and the Browns would be the favorites in the wild card round. It it's really one thing would need to happen. Play. No, oh, but then. And then round two, the divisional round, would be the Chiefs going to Miami. So they would have to go on the road. And the Browns going to Baltimore with Baltimore's old quarterback. The Browns, one of the only teams to beat the Ravens this year. I the Browns the, could win the that. The
1: Browns situation.
0: <clears throat> yeah, makes I you really a little nervous. Like and if that really, happens, yeah. then the Arrowhead Invitational would be back on for the record. All right, or the other scenario is this, that I am wrong about the Bills, that the Bills lose this weekend, but what the Steelers scenario or the Jag scenario doesn't fall in, and the Bills get in as the seven seed, and then the Bills are just red hot and beat the 2 seed in round 1 and Baltimore in round 2. In that scenario, the Chiefs never have to go on the road. They, they just host the winner of Cleveland AFC South, and then they host Buffalo in the AFC title game. All, All right, right,
1: Dr. Strange. What happens if they don't win next. the Super Bowl? All right. Um,
0: no, so I'm, the not, next I'm one. moving on from the Chiefs. <laughs> All right,
1: the refs. The refs. This is the next one. Hasn't been a good year for refs. At the end of the Cowboys-Lions game, the black and white guys messed up and gave the Cowboys a win. On LeBron's 39th birthday, the refs gifted him a bad call, saying his foot was yeah, on the line on a game-tying three. The way that LeBron was pointing at the monitor, you would have thought that his foot was a couple inches off of the line. But, hey. Well, or, I mean, like, maybe a centimeter. Maybe a half inch well, or something. But to the naked eye, well, man, sorry. that, that maybe, kind of...
0: Maybe I... There was no naked eye, though. It's a it's a video replay. It doesn't need to be the naked eye. You look at the Naked eye on the, the
1: camera? Line, Whatever you want to call it. I, I, I saw the picture. I saw, I've seen many angles of the picture. It, it looks it's, – it's, it's not an egregious call by the refs is what I'm saying. Like, LeBron made it seem like it was so obvious. But he's a crybaby. But let you go.
0: Okay. You do know that, that scenario I laid out where I was like, you're fired in a month, and so then you need to, like, you know, get your own little hot take reel together. That was a fake scenario. It, we can make it a real one, but it was a fake scenario. Yeah, the, but go ahead. What's the question here?
1: Hey, uh, <laughs> the refs. The refs' resolution should be.
0: Oh, I mean, just be better. Um, the this is the point. The, the Cowboys Lions thing, and everyone l- killed me. The, this was the point I was making when the refs called that that ticky tack offsides on Kadarius Tony in the Bills-Chiefs game that I was trying to make when I said they haven't been good enough. They haven't earned the right to make that type of call. And I was like, what are you talking about? The Man, the refs can't even figure out the difference between 68 and 70. Now, some of that is on Dan Campbell. Some of... Listen, you are putting your... the. the You know the refereeing's bad. The idea behind the play is we are trying to trick people, and they tricked the wrong people. Also, the referees in that Cowboys-Lions game did announce over the loudspeaker, number 70 has reported eligible... The Lions knew they were trying to have number 68 report eligible. So two things there. One is the Lions either didn't notice that the refs had gotten it wrong or didn't care and thought it would be fine. But the other one is the Cowboys might have defended it differently because they were told 70 can go out for a pass, 68 can't, but the refereeing's just been bad. Um, all right, speaking of Dan Campbell, go ahead.
1: Yeah, so that Cow- uh, That Lions-Cowboys game, uh he- Dan Campbell getting tilted and going for a two-point conversion from the seven-yard line, only down a point. Uh, there's been some aggressive. There's a there's a difference between being aggressive and pointless gambling. Dan Campbell's resolution should be.
0: Just calm down, buddy. Just take a deep a seven breath.
1: Seven-yard line's a lot. The
0: two-point conversion attempt from the seven-yard line is legit <laughs> one of the worst things I've ever seen in NFL. It's a Madden play. It is 100% a Madden play. And it's a Madden play by a little kid. It's not even a Madden play by an adult. It's it is a it is the football version of what you see in like movies where someone's in court and the judge is like uh contempt of court, 30 days in jail, and they're like, gimme more. It's like six years. It's like oh, I can do it standing on my head. I'll take 90. Like, like he was so mad at the refs that he's like bleep you. I'll show you. And then golf throws a pick and then they get bailed out because there's a penalty on that. Then you could have taken a deep breath and still kicked the extra point from the four. It was legit one of the worst coaching decisions I've ever seen. So just take a deep breath, Dan. All right, uh, let's skip the NFC South one. Apologies. uh, Just we're short on time. Let's do the Dave Tepper one. 2023
1: 2023 was not the best year for Panthers owner David Tepper. All right, so first off, he handpicked the head coach that he fired after 11 games. He traded a war chest for the number one pick, then reportedly pushed for drafting Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. And to cap it off, he tosses his drink on a Jaguars fan from his little suite. David yeah. Tepper's resolution should be
0: fall back, buddy. Like the, the throw in the drink thing is wild. Crazy. I I, I mean, it's wild. <laughs> and there aren't many things in life where as an adult, like let me let me put it like this. Uh Demonse, if if you found out that I got in a fight, me, at my age, it, it, real life, that I got in a fight, I would imagine the vast majority of explanations that I could give you, you're going to still in your head be like, eh, shouldn't have done that. There are a handful, though. Where you'd be like, I get it. There's the obvious yeah. ones, like something happened to like you know a family member, right? Uh, if I said I was out and someone grabbed their drink and threw it in my face, <laughs> so I hit them. Would you think that was a reasonable response by me?
1: I, I Tell mean, the truth, totally, a hundred percent. I
0: mean, yeah, me also, too, yeah. <laughs> me too. I totally. That, that's that's the reason I say that. David Tepper did something to me so egregious that if he had been punched in the face for it, I would be on the puncher's side. It's not spitting in someone's face, but it is a first cousin of it.
1: It it's is, just, and it's really he did it from
0: face. his sweet and. It also was a cowardly way to do it because the guy—it's not like the guy—he's in a suite, and the guy he can't, can't even get up to there.
1: <laughs> can't get up
0: there. Um, I mean, Wait. it's really—it's really, it's really oh. just an outrage. Nobody's but. on
1: David. Nobody's in David Tepper's corner. Do I hear a little? I'm what's not doing right? public defender. No,
0: no, I'm not. I, I not reject it. Like I'm not defending this clown. I'm just not. I'm, I, I reject it. Your Honor, I need to recuse myself from the case. I reject it. All right, last one.
1: All right, 2023 was a great year for the pod. We broke 100K subs, your Chiefs won a Super Bowl, and we got to keep doing the show with me moving over here and you being in New York. Yep. What does 2024 have in store for us? Our resolution should be.
0: Let's win some bets. I mean maybe next year I do the teasers and you do the straight picks. I don't know, man. We're going to have to get hot in the playoffs. We got to get red hot in the playoffs. We changed the format of the gambling show and I got to be honest, maybe I need to reformat it again next year. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I got to say, man, last year's playoffs is where my teasers got hot. Uh, so
0: you hit like two. Okay. All right, uh Drop your chat question. Drop your questions in the chat. We'll do those quick. Quick break. Right back. What's right? All right. Welcome back in. What's right with Nick Right. episode 204. Uh, Demonze, go to the chat questions for me. Christian
1: Lazo says, "Let's skip the awful Baker game. How convenient!" Rolling eye
0: emoji. That with the NFC South question was not about Baker. It was about the NFC South's resolution for next year. Christian Lazo, see so, what do you want me to? Baker didn't play well in that game. Doesn't matter. Baker's out here playing 5D chess. You know why? Because win or lose that game. All they got to do is beat the Panthers and they win the division. They couldn't move up to the three line anyway. So why would they lose to the Saints? Because they likely saw the report before the game, the Saints are leaning towards bringing back Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. And what better way to ensure the Bucks stay atop that division than <laughs> the Saints bring back Derek Carr and Dennis Allen? So you, know, you think Baker plays poorly. I see Baker already planning for 2024. All right, next.
1: Hey, carving it up with Bryson Carver asks, what's the greatest Category 2 take of your career?
0: Well, there's so many good ones. Um, Never believing in the Clippers, the year everyone said they were going to take over LA, and then they blew a 3-1 lead. That was good. Never believing in the Nets every single year. Uh, And then they imploded. That was good. Never buying into Jimmy Garoppolo being anything other than a Kyle Shanahan creation. And then the moment he gets out of the cocoon of Shanahan, he instantly gets benched for Aiden O'Connell. That was pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of them. (laughs) Brock Purdy will end up being the best. But we're going to have to wait a little bit longer on that. Next.
1: Caleb W. has a question. What if this cause we get a lot of questions from this Caleb W guy? What if Caleb Williams yeah. is watching the What's Right podcast and it's like
0: it's, it's not it's questions. not Caleb Williams, unfortunately, right. but I do like Caleb, what, but go ahead.
1: What are your thoughts on LA versus Detroit being a potential wild card matchup? How electric would that game be?
0: I mean, it'd be unbelievable. I like LA in that spot, and that would be really painful for Detroit. Their first home playoff game in thirty years, and Matt Stafford comes in their building and beats them. Uh, I mean, that would be a hard one to swallow, but I could absolutely see that being, I'll tell you right now, who is not rooting for the Rams to play Detroit and the Rams to win the Niners. I am telling you right now that Kyle Shanahan, and I understand Shanahan has had success against McVay. I get that. I'm telling you right now they don't want the Rams to be their first playoff opponent, a divisional opponent who they've played before, the Rams being red hot because if the Rams win, they would almost assuredly be the team that if they were the sixth seed that goes to San Francisco unless the seven seed were to beat Dallas, which won't happen. Um, all right, next.
1: Scott Frazier, do you think uh, do you think like I do that Cleveland goes to Baltimore and Joe gets his revenge? Oh,
0: Listen, I think that's another game. I think I think Baltimore would rather play in the first round of the teams they could play, depending on how the you know week seventeen go eighteen goes. They could play Miami. They could play Buffalo. They could play Jacksonville. They could play Houston. They could play Indy. They could play Tennessee. All of those are possible. I'm sorry, not Tennessee. Uh, the pot Tennessee's out, obviously. But in theory, the only teams that the only team that baltimore can, that can make the playoffs that it is impossible baltimore plays in round 1 is the 3 seed the chiefs they also can't play the 2 seed in round 1 but we don't know who that's going to be so baltimore's potential opponents are miami houston jacksonville indy buffalo pittsburgh cleveland i guarantee you the team baltimore least wants to play is cleveland of those seven teams, be it divisional opponent and the Flacco part, that's the team they at least want to play. Great job today, Damonze. To I thought you were excellent. This was your best show of 2024 by far. Great job to the Blue Duck folks. Thank you to Jake for helping us set up the pod. Why are you giving me that look? It was your best show of that the year. You were great. Uh, listen, maybe it'll be your best show of the year in two months. I don't know, but thus far, it's definitely number one. <laughs> I'll see you guys on TV in a few hours. What's we'll right? Hey, it's Nick Wright. Thank you so much for watching. Please do us a favor. Click subscribe. It helps my ego. And Demonze's got a financial bonus writing on a number of YouTube subscribers. So help him out. And also click the bell. I don't know what the bell does, but they tell me to tell you to click the bell. And your audio listeners, people that have commutes, drives, whatever it is, subscribe to the podcast as well wherever you get the podcast. Same show, just, you know, just in your ears instead of through your eyes. All that. Check it out. Appreciate y'all.